can't fire me. <laughs> Hashtag fire me daddy. Oh, you guys no. ever, or I know Michael probably has, but if any of you encountered uh, the subreddit, I don't work here, lady. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very similar things to what we were just riffing on, where it's like if a customer would come up to somebody, like let's say you're in Target and you see somebody with a red shirt and tan pants and you walk up to them and try and engage them like they're an employee. It's kind of like that, but on like a really hyper level where it's like people like fucking with you because they think you work there and you're like i don't i wasn't even supposed to be here like <laughs> my shift doesn't start I, I approach i approach people in red shirts and ask if they're happy about being on the away expedition and if they plan to live through this <laughs> it's usually my response goddamn red but shirts speaking of jobs we can't wait to quit by the eternal the whole behold it's the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. Michael. I'm Courtney. And we are so elated to finally be back in the mix Woo! after a, a brief reprieve uh, away. It's been too long. It's too long. John gave you the setup there to, to do the song you were promising us, back Michael, and you didn't take it. Because I'm <laughs> back. And yeah. <laughs> I like that Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way was performing the greatest hits of AC Ducey there. I I can't hit that high of a note, so I have to go falsetto, and it just doesn't end well. Never does. So you elected to squawk like the macaw in Aladdin. I mean, Rip. it's not too out of the ordinary for that song. Maybe? Possibly. Sounds like they squawk sometimes. You should apply to be on the no cover show that I told you about. Oh, that you watched uh, before you went to camp. Ouch. I am rain. I'm just going to play walking out into the street. See ya. Bye. <laughs> that video was wild. Did we even tell you guys about that? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I do feel like that is one time in my life, though, that I would be praying for a drunk driver. <laughs> no. Dude, right? I, I like, was too. Do that classic setup. Uh, so Michael misunderstood... Uh, the plan for the second day of fan fusion and he showed up at my house an hour early and i was like just getting ready to go up and like poop shower you know he hadn't put on my clothes off yet you know as so, is his fashion i poop i know what you're gonna ask yes before, I no, poop no. Shower. <laughs> before you continue let's clarify that this is dealing with john in general is when you tell john i'm gonna be here at a certain time he runs right up until the last minute because oh, I sure do. to a fault, every time I show up, I'm usually five to ten minutes early because if you're not early, you're late. This is and what I, I was told late. and instructed by my type A mother. <laughs> so invariably, every time I show up to John's, I text him, say, hey, I'm here. Can I come in? And it's. I'm just jumping into the shower. I'll be done in like 15. Like, uh, just I, give me a minute. And the thing is, too, is that I know with Shane that it's supposed to be like he's I know there's a 10 to five minute early window that happens. Uh -huh. And I have always lost the gamble. And at this point, I know the logical thing to do would just be to recalibrate and pretend that time exists 10 minutes faster. Uh -huh. um, but I have that like selfish, arrogant and pride. Where I'm like, I can beat him this time. Uh -huh. I like my favorite of the entire of my experiences were when I texted you and you're like, I'm still at fucking Target. I'll be there in a half an hour. Hey, I'll just let you in through the garage. Yeah, I, I opened the garage for you. The door is unlocked. You got to 
steal things. Yeah, or yeah. Get bitten for... by your dogs who are completely rational in response uh... to intruders. Yeah, I don't think they actually are. No, no, not at all. Just, I think if I had to wager a guess, I think they probably just looked at you. They barked like twice and they're like, yeah, fuck it. It's been a good life. Yeah. In that yeah, regard, they're much like their dad. Yeah, Loki just peed down both legs and then ran to a corner, essentially. That's what I usually expect. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to sit there? Okay. okay. So anyway, um, I'm sorry. Continue no, with your good. story about um, Michael waiting on you. But that's completely different. Let's agree <laughs> on that at least, Shane. 60 minutes as opposed to 10 minutes early are vastly That's a big things. time difference. That was me mishearing and misunderstanding the whole situation. So I will okay. admit but it was my fault. We'll meet in the middle. Yes. Yep. But anyway, so he shows up and I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, I'm going to go get ready and we'll leave it. I think we left, what, at 11 or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, And much like when Sam leaves her dogs alone, Ugh. I decided that I needed to put something on the background for Michael. Um, And also, it's because I don't want to hear, I don't want him to hear my plops. You know? It's, don't it's, lie. Does it echo that much? to hear your plops. Jeez. I sure I, hope not. That's on the I, other side of your head, house. In my head, probably, actually, probably not. But in my head, it, it exists. <laughs> okay, well, that's, have you fair, ever, that's a fair have, point. How, have you ever encountered like a tape recording of an exorcism? Yep. So this is basically what I imagine things floating into or out of John's rectum <laughs> sounds Oh, so it's the screaming like. you were worried about. <laughs> well, because if you, you have sub- the holy substitute- water being splashed. <laughs> well, you so there's that. <laughs> the power of you Christ compels you, plop. Screaming. The power of Christ compels you, plop. <laughs> no, it's not plop. There's initially a... <laughs> You guys, you guys were almost there, but you said screaming. It's actually moaning. Oh, <laughs> fair. Because he is shitterbaiting at the same time. That's fair. Yes, that's reasonable. Come on, guys, who we were talking about. Anyway, so well, the thing that I left on for my single dog downstairs, Michael, um, is this reality show that I've been watching here and there called No Cover, and it's through Sumerian Records. It's like their version of American Idol, and it is fucking atrocious. Uh it's not even delectable garbage. It's just garbage. It's kind of like a visual reminder that there is rock bottom. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I ate there once. Alice Cooper is a judge on the show. Oh. Gavin Rossdale is also a judge. What the fuck? Uh, you have uh, Bishop Briggs. Uh, Tosin Abasi, which is why I watched it. He's the dude from Animals as Leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. Uh, Hailstorm Chick. Whatever her fucking name is. Lizzie That's Hale. her official name. Yeah. Hailstorm Chick. Okay. Anyway, so so that's kind of like painting a picture. And I was like, dude, it's really rough. Have fun. There's like some cowboy on there writing a song with a pop girl. And he sounded like, what, one cigarette, cigarette away from the talkie box? Yeah, one cigarette uh, away from the cancer kazoo is what I said. Yes. That's my next side project. <laughs> so I get ready and I'm hearing the music kind of like faintly. And I'm, and I'm like, Michael, you can turn that off too. And he's like, I don't care. It's just background noise. I'm not even paying attention to it. Um, and when I come downstairs ready to leave, there's this old, old man. Just he looks just unkempt. He looks like he came off the street. I'm and right Michael, here. you <laughs> saw more of it than I did. He was like performative, like or like performance. So arty. when they when they interviewed him, you know, because they always do an interview where he's in his natural element. He is on a street corner, pretty much just playing on a guitar. Like he is one of those buskers that just stands there and plays for a living. Um. So yes, you weren't. That is an accurate description of this guy. Um, just when you said that, I'm picturing him like chatting at passersby. I was like, "Sup, girl." 
Hey, girl, you want to hear go back song? to my box later? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, d- dude, but seriously, so they do that, like, the American idol thing where, like, there was a performance, and I guess I, I didn't catch it. And then they do an interview in, like, in the back area. But in this instance, it's in L.A. and it's, like, in a back alley. So he's, like, getting interviewed in a back alley. And it's just, like, just wackadoo. It looks like a, the, the interviewer looks like a dehydrated Bruce Willis. You know, like, when you dehydrate meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, anyway, so that was that was this guy. And uh, really, what, did you, what do you think you can do differently next time? And the old guy comes up with this, like, very hippie nonsensical paragraph and then when he ends his talking he's like well anyway and he pulls up an acoustic guitar into view of the camera and starts walking backwards while singing i am rain (laughs) and he keeps backing up and it seems like at this point i'm like am i watching i think you should leave because he just keeps singing the lines i am rain while walking away not looking at the street to shane's point as he's a he's walking backwards across a fucking street and then just fades into the mist (laughs) he was literally rain at that point yeah and i'm sorry that i took so much time to tell that story but it has haunted me (laughs) it was an experience you sound different it was an experience. I, I'm forever changed. <laughs> Definitely changed how I write music. <laughs> <laughs> so your next song is just going to be, I am sad. I am yeah. sad. He's just going to well, keep walking thing. away from the mic uh-huh. as he's singing it. <laughs> I mean, that guy was already lifting from Lord uh, via South Park, at least. So Yeah. Uh, it, he felt he felt like a South Park character too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am uh, I am rain I, on a Wednesday. I think I posted a TikTok or a, a reel of it. I'll send it to Courtney, or send it to the group, and if Courtney wants yeah. it, yeah, <laughs> and exclusively for Courtney. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Yes, it's very important. Uh, exclude me, please. Um, in any event. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting tip of the iceberg for the experience that we all had at Fan Fusion. That sounds like a, a grand segue, but uh, thank you all who actually were in attendance. And since this is our first actual live show that we've recorded post that experience, it was a delightful time. Really enjoyed being able to chat with a lot of you that were there. So thank you for being there. Thank you for the support, whether you knew who we were in advance or not. It was really lovely to make your acquaintance. There are a lot of really fabulous folks there yeah garth i hope you got to smash that beer before you went to your next panel oh, yeah. after live episode. hell yeah garth that went well for you what a man yeah Whew. he said he might listen on youtube so if you hear this indeed yeah. what a man what a man what a man what a mighty good man indeed well you guys so, have uh, as oh. you per usual i like dead segues but uh <laughs> in any event What we typically do on this dead air show is that we uh, delve into random esoteric nonsense, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we lie. That's part of the shtick. It's obviously delightful, and so much so that it inspires shocked awe and silence from everybody on the call every three to five minutes. It's really a blast. But this evening, Michael might break the mold... 
by telling us lies that we don't recognize immediately on the face of them. But uh, if we don't, don't you worry, listener. We don't allow you to leave disinformed. We do have a denouement at the end of the episode. We explain what was lied about and why it was supposed to be funny. But of course, the point of the show is that we're supposed to pick these things out at random as they're being said, separate the fact from the fiction, if you will. And unfortunately, however, there are no points and no one wins because we are all certified losers here. So, Michael, what are we chatting about this evening, friend? Um, so, I do want to talk about the haunted video game subgenre of a creep of creepypastas. And oh, it's another installment! Yeah! <laughs> and talking oh, about got so much Ben better. Drowned, specifically. Oh, fucking kill me. Never mind. I'm out. Oh, <laughs> wow. Ye of little I mean, Oh, God. I watched a video on it after your last creepypasta. Oh, so episode. you're going to get all the lies then? Yeah. Probably not, because I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> Ouch. Clip that. Well, <laughs> play it on loop. Here, if you want it, you want it clean, cleaner? God, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. Mucho content. Um, Did so we all forget how to podcast? That- is there that are... what happened? <laughs> it's possible. Either that or we're just waiting for our brains to die of oxygen deprivation. And that's certainly within the realm of possibility as well. I do like so, holding so... my breath. So start right now. All right. <laughs> so while we're, uh, while we're running with that. So apparently you've just decided that since you're getting good numbers on the on the one episode where you were detailing this previously, you're just going to milk this thing till it's dry. Huh? Kind of. Kind of, actually, yeah. But I, I don't I know. Just, just delving into it made me appreciate all aspects of creepy pastas. So I don't know. What were you, you know going to say, John? Oh, I was going to say. I feel like you just got like wrapped up in the fan fusion event of like seeing how deep fandoms go and how cool it can be when everyone gets onto the same topic. And you're like, you know what? I got compliments on creepy pastas. I could make this a twenty episode arc. I, I mean, I do have another. I think three or four episode ideas um, after this one for creepypasta. Okay. So, um, I feel I make, like uh, going, going deep on fandom is how John gets Michael pulled aside and donating money to made-up causes. So uh, we're going to avoid doing that in the future. I'm just yeah. going to keep running. <laughs> also, I was yeah. going to say, also, the lesson here is that if someone's asking you for money and you've said no, just follow me if I if I walk fast. <laughs> oh no, here we the go. The lesson <laughs> is don't stop. <laughs> don't worry about how cute they are. Don't stop. Just I like keep, blondes. Just keep walking. <laughs> keep Christopher uh, walking. So, I'm going to ask that we strict that from the uh, record going forward. Uh, jurors, please disregard everything that was on the last two minutes of this show and uh, back in it. So, Michael going to try to wring all of the fluids out of this pasta before we serve it. Okay. So, let's start with a story. You're a freshman in college, having just moved into a new dorm to start out the semester. Well, that eliminates all three of us. I I know. Uh, Just try and pull back all the way back from, you know, the previous couple of decades or something. Did you live in a dorm, Michael? Yes, I did. Oh. I, I lived for two years. As, as in a we've dorm. documented, uh, his he had his roommate's father chastise him oh, for being a douchebag. I forgot and about I that. I still have that letter. <laughs> actually, within it's, it's arms on our Instagram. Reach. It is on if Instagram, you want to go yeah. check yeah, that yeah. out, yeah, it's a good time. Arms far, reach far back, all the right? time. Oh. Um. 
as a reminder. Yes. You need to be better. Yes. I need to Has stop Destiny being started such a taping prick. off your bedroom so that, you know, you don't touch her things? Sitcom or... style, like long bits of duct tape and everything like that, but not in a good way. You Everybody know. loves Michael. Mm-hmm. What's the good use for duct tape, Michael? So anyway, you are a new <laughs> freshman in college. Um, you don't have much in the way of entertainment in your room. Uh, sans one Nintendo 64, uh, that one of your friends gifted to you as a going away present. Uh, mm-hmm. your video game library is abysmal, uh, having only Super Smash Brothers and one controller. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, sad. Smash or pass. Hulk pass. <laughs> Hulk pass. <laughs> um, playing against computers quickly gets boring so you decide to search around nearby neighborhoods for yard sales uh, and you hope one of these has some nintendo 64 games or controllers for sale man can we just talk about the fact that someone hit the flux capacitor here oh yes yeah. well okay i will say that this creepypasta was originally written in 2010 Okay. So it's it's a little bit on the dated side. Um, I remember 2010. There were no stores anywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, back then oh, you had to barter for your goods. You you're talking about the before times. Yes. Yeah, the before oh, times. The before before times. I mean, even in the in the aughts, like going to a yard sale in general, I just expect like an elderly guy to amble out with a walker and a toothless dog. And be like, you want to come in my house for a popsicle? Hmm. <laughs> No, it's gonna be a good time. Since you're I, speaking I don't know of what trauma kind of yard dumps, sales you've been to. Um, what's the best thing you've ever got at a yard sale? A blowjob <laughs> from the same okay. guy. Actually, Not from the dog. <laughs> no, the dog. Yeah, yeah. Toothless. Skippy likes peanut butter. Mm. <laughs> only, Toothless. only normal, not artisanal uh, peanut butter. You have standards. Michael Clark. No, it's actually it was the uh, organic because the liquid had separated. So that's basically what I was using to spackle. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Yep. And hi, welcome to our new friends who haven't experienced just how sophomoric and depraved we are on an episode <laughs> that, yet. That is You're, the interesting thing that was on my mind after we were done with all the panels. Where I was like, if there are people that come listen to the show, like we had to like PG or Courtney was basically pinching my leg going PG 13, PG 13. <laughs> didn't work on the other Michael, but no, uh, yes. Not. Yeah. I like how we were all prepared on that. We were like on the same page. Like, all right, man, if you see kids in the room, don't be crude. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say over... a big word. Uh, there's no kids here, right? Ex- ex- except for her kids, because they're they're, they're like, okay, right? But I'm going to say a big word. Everyone okay? Okay, I'm going to say it. We love you, Michael. <laughs> yes, Just do. so you know. It's like, so anyway, here's this first the first time I discovered my piss fetish. And you're like, whoa! <laughs> so I was really young. Like, Furthermore, really I hate young. kids. <laughs> like, hey, listen, we all do. It's <laughs> fine. Just... You're like, I actually think the villains in Stephen King's book should get two funerals. It's true. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Michael, please continue. <sighs> so, speaking of yard sales, uh, you spend an afternoon drive driving around the college town, uh, finding a pretty decent haul of games. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Final Fantasy VII, the first two Tekken games, Metal Gear Solid, all incredible Nintendo 64 masterpieces. Uh, And you also find a a couple of more Nintendo 64 controllers. Um, Perfect for when you find some college friends, if you ever do. Um, Good luck. Exactly. Uh, As you make your way uh, back to your dorm with your spoils, you notice a house somewhat off the beaten path. 
one you hadn't noticed uh, before when you drove up this way in the first place. Uh, it has a yard sale sign in front of it, but strangely only has a small folding tail, uh, tail, table, tail. Table. It's pronounced table. Table, tableau, tableau. Now, if, if this was an opossum, it might have been able to fold its tail. That's a fair That's true. They're fairly flexy. But strangely, only a small folding table as opposed to a tail holding up a small single brown box in the driveway. Um, You aren't sure why, but you decide to pull over. Maybe this sale has some even rarer Nintendo 64 titles. You realize Do you, you have these conversations with yourself <laughs> as you're just out interacting with the world. Here's an impulse that I can't control, but wow, why not just give in to the fun? Fuck it, YOLO. Um, Intrusive so thoughts are really powerful. Going back to 2010, YOLO and all that jazz. So yeah, you decide YOLO and you pull off the road. Um, uh, well, if you uh, if you FOMO, then you YOLO. Exactly. Don't get That's those diamond say. hands. Um, <laughs> You realize that you've already turned off your car and make your way to the single folding table in the driveway. The only brown box sitting on the table looks to be empty until you get to the table and look inside. It's full of random junk, like the stuff that, you know, looks broken and looks more than 50 years old. Pretty much useless. Uh, You look around trying to find the person selling the stuff. Once you've convinced yourself no one is nearby, you start rooting through the trash like a, you know, possum. Or a raccoon, uh, trying to find anything why, interesting. I felt like you were going to say something naughty there. Like you paused on it, like like a pu- possum. I posse. I'm adding more yeah. to my script to try and give more flavor to it. And it's, wait, how many lives are there? I oh yeah. I thought I said four. I thought I said oh, four at the beginning. I wasn't listening. That's fair. No one does. Um. So wait, how many lives are there? What year is it? <laughs> Where am I? Is Nixon still president? Um, <laughs> what's in the box? Not the bunny. What's the, in the What's in the fucking box? They could have put, put the bunny, bunny back, put in the the box. back in the box. <laughs> How do you get the reference, Sean? I thought you hadn't seen Con Air. Bitch, I've seen every movie on the planet. Sit down. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so you convince yourself no one is your by, so you root through the trash. Um. Can I help you? A voice beside your ear whispers. You visibly jump, completely sure you weren't alone. Uh, You turn around, and an elderly man smiles at you, standing about arm's reach away. I'm about to come. (laughs) I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Um, You have no idea where he came from, or how he's gonna come. Um, Gonna find out. And you are left scatterbrained for a moment as you try and figure that out. His grin somehow increases in size. The phrase smiling from ear to ear comes to mind. And he says, you smell different. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That thought breaks the smell. You smell different, not the ear to ear um, thought. (laughs) The smell? You smell different. You've got an ear to ear smell. Yes. Oh, oh, man. Um, And you feel able to speak again. You explain to the old man that you were looking to buy old video games and you ask if he had any. Uh, the old man grins even harder, showing several several old yellowing teeth as he does so. There's a slight hitch, as if he was processing what you meant. You consider apologizing and going on your way when the old man speaks. Surprisingly, he does have an old game or two in his garage, he says after a moment, and he'll be back in a jiffy. 
chairs, checkers, pachisi, and my favorite, Stuno. I thought you were going to say strip poker. Um, what would you do for 50 cents? Damn near killed her. Uh, let's see. The Jiffy was an accurate statement as it feels only a moment has passed since he disappeared into his garage. And he comes back with peanut butter. Yep. Jiff, to be precise. Exactly. Well, gif, as as they say uh, nowadays. Uh, uh, let's see here. I lost my train of thought. Okay. He so came back. Holding a singular Nintendo 64 cartridge, as the old man handed the cartridge over, you notice it doesn't have a sticker on the front of the cartridge. Instead, the word Majora was written in the sticker's place in black permanent marker. As Labia? You, Majora. It's 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 like an upgraded <laughs> form. Um, as you, <laughs> quality yes, joke. Quality There's... fucking joke. Oh my god. <laughs> As you know, apparently Michael's not familiar. Nope. Let's we'll move on. I'm not familiar. He'll find with out when that. he gets married in November. <laughs> yeah, Let's I'm saving so. myself. Um, <laughs> as you take... I think you're saving everyone else, friend. But... <laughs> well, saving herself, saving myself, it's interchangeable. Um, as you take what you think is a bootleg copy of The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, from his hand, you ask him how much. Nothing, the old man replies, still smiling. Uh, It's yours. It always was. Exactly. (laughs) It used to belong to a kid about your age who doesn't live here anymore, he explains. You thank him and turn to leave. As you get into your car, you give one last look at the old man. His enormous grin is back on his face, and as you shut your your car door, uh, you hear the old man shout, Goodbye, then, or something similar. You couldn't really hear the last word very clearly as the door slammed shut. Uh, you get home. Then you remember that he gently caressed your face and said, Thinner. <laughs> uh, you get home and you look at your loot. Which one to play first? A lot of great choices, but that Majora's Mask bootleg had invaded your mind like a terrible itch you can't scratch. The whole trip home. Uh, you. <sighs> I mean, that's a relatable feeling. Yeah. From you, you're back like, before well, digital games? Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, you know, this one looks slightly different than everything else. I, I want to play it. So, um, I, oh, sorry. Oh, Go for it. No, this is very topical. I love Majora's Mask. It's actually, it's like my favorite Zelda game in the entire franchise of the ones that I've played. Um, and when it came out on Nintendo 64, I, ner- I think for my birthday that year, like I got the Rumble Pack that you put on the back of the Nintendo oh. 64 controller. Okay. So you actually, like, before all controllers just naturally had, like, dual shock vibration and all that shit. Um, and, like, they're like, yo, if you get the rumble pack, you can feel when treasure's nearby, which now is very commonplace. Like, now they use vibration in controllers uh, so that you can get off and come everywhere. <laughs> exactly, um, yes, yeah. But, and this is why I brought it up, the cartridge for Majora's Mask when I got it was, like, a limited edition gold uh, like a gold cartridge and then the front like the image was a holographic you know when they put like the coarse holographic on front Mm -hmm. so I legitimately was that nerd that was sitting on the car ride home being like I can't I can't wait to play (laughs) this fucker yeah (laughs) so that would be me in your in the story that you're telling that would be me that's good to hear see unfortunately given the context of my joke i hear majora's mask and i'm just thinking of hannibal lecter with the guard's skin on his face 
<laughs> you know what though like if do you know anything about majora's mask shane uh, uh, no when i was a child we used to take a stick and whack like a little plastic hoop as we ran down the road <laughs> as we were going to buy some nickel candy down at the so corner the thing, drug the thing so is, yeah is i'm that, not familiar with your newfangled games the thing is too is that i'm really impressed by that because when you were born kind of lined up perfectly where like you were playing with sticks as a kid and then right when mm-hmm. you got to be a teenager is around when the wheel we start to play with fire yeah, yeah it was, yeah. It was so, really just a time of discovery you truly do have a fulfilling life with uh-huh. these modern technologies <laughs> yeah i mean the first time i saw an airplane i just started throwing things at it because i thought it was coming to steal my soul away like it was a really trying time for me do you think that's what the fucking people in the, like those uh like the islands? You know how there's the indigenous tribes that still exist <laughs> that have not had any contact with humanity. Uh-huh. Do you yes, feel the untouched like, tribes. Yeah. Do you feel like if an airplane goes above them, they're like, "You motherfucker!" Like they're just like shooting air. Sky devils. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also the cultures where you know we're all sitting around just spitting into a pot to let fruit ferment so that we can all share a a, a tribal dream later. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But thank you for uh, thank you for the insightful <laughs> No, I, I mean it is apropos because I feel like that's what's happened to me as Michael's been telling this story is that I've drank some randomly fermented fruit juice and now I'm starting to trip balls. You're in the overlook and it's getting you drunk. It is. Yes, <laughs> I saw confetti and a hat down on the floor of the elevator and I'm fucked. Give me another one, Lloyd, and uh, I am toast. <laughs> Best damn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland, Maine. Or Portland, Oregon, for that matter. Damn it. Got me before I could say it. Um, Best hand job in seven states, Lloyd. Now give me two fingers of rum and two fingers of you, and we're going to finish this night off right. I don't think I read that version of The the Shining, but I'm Come over I'm here interested. and take your medicine. It's Pop. the extended oh, edition, no. Michael. Oh, oh, no. That gives it way different weight than it did in the Just original. Just me staring out of a window. <laughs> Uh, there's tiktok fodder for you by the way i approve of me making that face i appreciate it immensely (laughs) um so when you get home you take the majora's mask bootleg and place in the console turn it on uh the familiar opening screen of majora's mask greets you the eponymous mask itself is rotating and slowly making its way at you um, I can show you guys that if you want. Uh, it's essential. Actually, you know what? Show it. You know, you're so adept at theater of the mind, Michael. I feel like I've already seen it. Okay. <laughs> I don't need no, to be told anything. Oh, show it? Okay. All show right. it. Shane, allow, allow. No, fuck off. Just get it. Get this shit over Fine. with already. Fine. 45 minutes into the episode. Jesus. We're not even Holy into the topic. shit, you're fucking right. Okay, all right, fine. See what happens when our big dumb balls are all backed up? Oh, God, you're right. (sighs) First time for everything. So, as you see the traditional opening screen to Majora's Mask, you realize it is just a normal copy. Uh, Its sticker must have fallen off at some point, and someone just wrote on, you know, Sharpie on it. Um, At the load game screen, you see one save file named Ben. You think it must have been the other kid's save file that the old man mentioned. Uh, he must have been the yeah, old save file? Yeah, must have been the old Ben. Yes. Okay. Uh, you start a new one Uncle that you ben? name Link, since you're not creative, and leave Ben's save, uh, save game uh, alone out of re- respect for the dead or something. You aren't sure. Well, I've not gone by the name of Ben for some time. Wait, you don't know that the person's what? dead? Well, I guess that's fair. You kind of just say, like, I'm, not, I'm just going to leave it there out of respect. 
Although um, it was interesting, like to rent games like mm-hmm. from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and like see save files left over from the last person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, anyway. no, you, you're right. It was like kind of like a, a viewing into someone else's. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't creepy, you know, yeah. to find a, a save file. You know, it was. It was almost expected if you were buying used or if it was a hand me down or something that there was going to be save files and you could delete them, or you know you could see the, where the progress was. Yeah, exactly. Indeed, or you could just get a virus on your system and cause it to crash. I click random links Hopefully. and emails all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the game starts off fine, except you notice something is off. In the game, uh, NPCs always refer to your character by your save file name. So if your name is Link, they always call you Link, etc. If you name yourself Buttfart, they call you Buttfart because most of the As they want to do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. John understands. Um, however, NPCs in this game call you Ben more often than they call you Link. Uh, thinking it to be a bug, you delete Ben's save file and hope it'll fix your game. Uh, but when you reload your save file, you find the exact opposite has happened. The area you start in has barely any textures, so pretty much, um, you guys understand what textures are in a game? Mm-hmm. Like background, right? Okay, cool. Like the feel of a dog's tongue against your uh, <clears throat> balls, unmentionables. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, perfect. So you understand texture. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like you're standing in an empty space, and one of the memorable themes is playing backwards, giving it a very haunted um, feel to it. Uh, as you explore, you notice that a statue of your character, which is called the Elgy of Emptiness in the game, uh, keeps randomly spawning behind you, even if you need to spawn it yourself. So in order to, it's kind of like a decoy that you spawn in game, essentially, or like a placeholder of sorts. But you need to bullshit? actively do it yourself. Is the Elegy of Darkness bullshit? Uh, uh, emptiness. Emptiness, sorry. Yeah, no, it's not. It's true. I don't remember it. Yeah, it, it was, I don't Didn't remember Didn't you use exactly. it to solve puzzles? Like you would set yeah. it on weights and then that God, would hold the door so open? Long. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to try yeah, and find like an emulator to play it now. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole point behind it um so you see it spawning behind you even if you aren't trying to initiate it you haven't even learned how to do it yet and it just appears um just hear it muttering in a corner just like oh yeah that's so dirty like kind of daddy like Uh, the statue always appears to spawn at the worst possible times trying to get you stuck in a corner for example uh and whenever it appears instead of staring in the direction it was summoned as it normally does in the game it stares at the screen as if it was staring at you uh, incredibly unnerved, but for some reason unable to quit the game, you try to enter a new area by opening a door. As your character walks through, you're teleported to an open field with your LG, or the statue, uh, standing next to a man with a backpack full of masks, uh, who has a familiar-looking smile on his face. Uh, he approaches you as your character and even your physical self are unable to move. He says, you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? And that was a mostly accurate retelling of the beginning of the haunted video game creepypasta called Ben Drowned. I I wanted to give a lot more of a longer opening example. I wanted You're to set play the around vibe. with it. Yeah, yeah, put put everyone in the mood. Can you also not so. say, I just want to play with it again? I mean, I did just want to play with it, but I guess that's fair. I'll do that on my own time. Now, bend as I hear this is not Ben drowned. It's, it's bend. bend, 
round. And this sounds like a made-up band Stephen King threw out in, like, the Mr. Mercedes series, you know. I could see that. The band they were following, I believe, was Round Here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, cool, someone else listens Counting to Crows Counting fans. Crows. Yeah. yeah, it's very fantastic. But, yeah, Bend Round, that's that's on tour with Casting Crowns this, two, you know, <laughs> fall 2022. It's the cover band, yeah. Uh, my next section, uh, because I actually did put thought into writing these section titles. Oh, uh, good. Yes. Uh, M-O-O-N, that spells Colt. Uh, close, the, the, close the Zoom call. We're done. Man. We're done here. That's Ouch. it. <laughs> my name love it. is Michael Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I, am I live 30 years old, and I am developmentally challenged. Um, Didn't I, have I'm, to go that deep, friend. We could have just left it alone. Oh, I... They've listened to the podcast. They know. <laughs> True. Laws, yes. Laws, yes. I love putting together presentations. Um, I can't read. I can't Christ. read those notes. Um, the original Ben Drowned uh, creepypasta came out in 2010, like I said. Uh, and after some alternate reality stuff that takes place outside of the YouTube channel was put on hiatus until 2020. Uh, where the creator ties everything together in a neat little bow with around a dozen YouTube videos, which I only found out as I was researching this topic. I thought that the original Ben Drown that came out a decade ago was it. Uh, so it was nice to see that he tied everything together and actually ended it. So would that uh, be your, your first lie of the episode? <laughs> yeah, no. is that true? <laughs> It is true. He actually came back and started posting videos and actually used Patreon and other donations to really fund his um, ending. So, and he provided a letter of authenticity claiming that he was, in fact, the individual who created the original content. I mean, I guess that's fair if someone hacked the original YouTube channel because he posted everything through the original YouTube okay, channel. Okay, it's all in the same channel. Yes, okay. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plot of the entire Bendrown saga is actually very convoluted, involving a cult named the Moon Children, their prophet slash deity who they refer to as the father, who is also inside the cartridge. And at some point, they, or they, in some point in the alternate reality, like game part, um, the society collapses in 2018, according to this whole story. I'm not could, wrong. I, I know who got they actually exactly. worship or have a is there the lore that deep? Do they actually have that the moon goddess is, or whatever the fuck? It is I incredibly d- convoluted, and I couldn't find an easy to read summary of the whole narrative. So I'm not Obviously. I'm not even going to try and uh, attempt to recount it here. You know, there's absolutely nothing about your introduction that would imply to me that this was a convoluted story. No. No. My story just insinuated that a person was trying to search for video games and he couldn't find any until he came across an old man that's like, I got a game for you. It was haunted. Yeah, so you've seen Hellraiser like the rest of us. It's uh, it's really fantastic. Except for just, I haven't. Just yeah, pinhead no, with I extra know. steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, that I appreciate that you detailed all of the games that you did find over the course of the day and the things that you were able to to find play that's that in the important Boston, world they, building they did they did mention all the games that they found so i just wanted to specify that yeah it's important he's just a reporter mm-hmm. I am <laughs> just a humble reporter a humble Lossius. southern 
Chicken He's reporter. just here to, to spit facts. Mm-hmm. I am just a small town bird lawyer. Ooh, you just <laughs> got you got him talking politics. <laughs> <laughs> your Honor, I object to your classification of this witness. Um, even if I could <clears throat> find a useful summary, uh, I don't want to focus on that all the whole new lore and the extra shit involving the moon children and their attempts to sacrifice members of their cult to their deity by digitizing them into the haunted cartridge. Hell yeah. You know, basic cult stuff. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> I'd rather focus on the early stuff, what is considered the progenitor of the haunted video game genre. Butt stuff. The butt stuff, as everyone <laughs> wants to know. Um, I did finish the whole thing in case you were wondering. I know you weren't, but in case you were. Uh, oh, I was curious, given I'm your glad track you record. Finished, yes. Yeah. I did. Oh, ouch, Shane. Ouch. <laughs> um, I did. <laughs> I watched the first seven episodes and then I forgot the rest hey, of it. I watched the good episodes, air quotes, good. Um, no. Yeah, but you didn't know you were doing it, so you can't be credited for it. <laughs> Damn yeah. it, you are right. That's not how participation trophies work. I did. Like eighty percent of the work doesn't that count? Um, Man, you were in a lot of group projects in high school. Yeah, I hated group projects. Um, Who didn't? Exactly. I don't know of a single human being other than the fuck offs who never contributed anything or like I love group projects. I didn't do shit. Fucking best. (laughs) Um, but I did finish this actual whole thing. I watched all of it. It it takes about an hour for the new content. Um, okay. But there are a lot of missing gaps in the plot. I'll be first to say that the whole story is an ARG or an alternate reality game, which means important plot details are left as clues for the audience to sort out themselves. And the story takes place in more than one type of media. Uh, mm, whether like Bloodborne. It, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah. Um, whether through video, forum posts, audio logs, etc. So if... Bloodborne, say, had uh, an item that you found that gave a cipher, you would have to decode it yourself. So you would, and it would take you to like a YouTube link and would give you more uh, data that way or okay. more information cool. or background. That's kind of like the whole idea behind alternate reality games. Um, right. I won't cover, I won't talk about them. I'm not going to talk about them any more than that, but I do want to eventually cover them uh, in more detail in a future video because just the idea of uh, the community aspect uh, um, or participation in uh, digging deep and trying to unveil these sort of secrets and stuff is very interesting to me. So um, I will quickly summarize what happens in the original creepypasta continuing after my intro. Uh, The protagonist, who is named uh, Jude Jadusable. Uh, well, it's spelled J A D U S A B L E. Jadusable is how I read it. That's Ten not a points. real name. Thank you. Well, of course not. Uh, the protagonist Jadusable, because now I'm just going to say one. a lot more. <laughs> exactly. Quickly learns that Ben, the person that he's dealing Drowned. with. Uh, yes, drowned last name, uh, is a somewhat malicious entity that Jadusable had unleashed by performing a well-known glitch in Majora's Mask. Uh, I mean, call- whoever wrote this stuff is just a sick fuck when you're going to have a character with the most simplistic name on the planet, Ben, and then contrasted by your main character, Jadusable. The funny part <laughs> is the YouTube channel's name is Jadusable. So. <laughs> Jadusable, like as Star seen Wars on bullshit. Jadusable. 
Yeah. It's like the Bible. You've got like oblivion <laughs> and 18 letter Jewish names, and then all of a sudden it's Mary and Joseph. <laughs> like, I'm so not we went following back home. It. Yeah. It's like Alabama. It was suddenly like, oh, it's Mary and Joe. You're hyphen it away from being Mary Jean and Joe Bob. <laughs> we almost had Jim Bob, the son of God, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been inbred enough to be the leader of the cult. Um, ben, who manifests through the creepy-looking statue that I mentioned, follows Jadusable uh, as he tries to navigate the game world, uh, which starts falling apart, as I mentioned in the intro. In between gaming sessions, Jadusable tries to find the old man's house where he got the game in the first place. But, plot twist, the old man wasn't there. Uh, a neighbor tells Jadusable that the old man was moving and that he had no family. Uh, Jadusable also told him, hey, you got a weird fucking name, pal. You smell different. <laughs> Go on, get. We don't take kindly to people with that kind of name. Jadusable. Um, Jadusable, speaking of, then learns that Ben was a kid from a nearby accident or a house. I jumped the gun there. A nearby house <laughs> who had an accident eight years ago. He's from a nearby accident. He, That's he was now canon. Aren't we all? He was from an, <laughs> I'm a nearby accident. I'm a local accident. Everyone can Indeed. see. Indeed. I know. was conceived on a woodcutting trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. I don't yeah, sound like a lie. That's lying. true. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's just, like, yep, your mom and I were out cutting wood one night. I was like, is this a euphemism I'm not familiar with? Or It's just like, no. gypsy foretold. It's like, I feel super, super classy here, Dad. Thank you. The prophecy was revealed. Um, <laughs> Prove the gypsy right. <laughs> um, Judas... J- Jadusable then turns out. I think it's Judas now, actually. You know what? Judas Judas Decibel uh, is (laughs) now. Why the fuck not? That's a Joe Hill character. Thank you very much. Judas, Jadis, whatever. Judas, Jadis. Judas is Jadis. Jackoff. His name is now Jackoff. My name is Jackoff Judiciable. So he learns that Ben was a kid at a nearby accident who had an accident eight years ago. (laughs) <laughs> and his parents moved away right after. No, he Did, was a kid at a nearby accident who had a home several years ago. <laughs> Did you see my script? Because I think you're reading it off of me instead. No, I just think you've managed to officially link up with my brain. You, you spocked me at some point. Oh, no. I just wasn't prepared. I'm sorry. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, so, cut back to now. Ben starts haunting Judas now in his dreams the judicial system i like that better in the american judicial ben starts haunting the judicial system never mind i changed my mind on that wow um have fun editing buddy god damn it fuck me so ju so it's the three jews jubellum jubello and then judicial yeah Yes. Yeah. Everybody else is up on That's, their Ripper lore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, Methuselah cool. was Good. busy. He couldn't be here today. So. Well, he factors in later, so we'll we'll see. That, that joke never gets old, Courtney. Ben starts <laughs> haunting the protagonist. Ooh! Look at us doing a pivot. <laughs> Woo! Uh, in his dreams, promising to leave him alone if the protagonist keeps playing the haunted <laughs> game. So uh, Freddy Krueger with blackmail. Exactly. We're Eventually, a Christopher Nolan film now. 
the protagonist. Eventually, the protagonist uh, <laughs> progresses through the game. Uh, he learns how to summon the LG of Emptiness, who Ben has been manifesting through. Um, and when the protagonist uh, purposefully summons it, because remember, the LG was appearing on its own, Ben manage- manages to either possess the protagonist uh, in real life, um, or sucks him into the cartridge. In my ter- interpretation, it's purposely vague, so it doesn't really specify which. Okay. So, and that's kind of the end of the creepy pasta. So, there's a good number of tropes that come from this story, but before we delve into these haunt or these common tropes of the subgenre, I want to cover a couple well-known haunted video game creepy pastas so that we can get a better understanding. So we only have Ben Drowned or Ben Round, um, but there's two others that I'd like to say. Um, because The protagonist? <laughs> no, we're not talking about the protagonist anymore. We're talking about Damn. a different one. Is the first um, one the new Jumanji movie? That actually would have been... <laughs> yeah, because that is a video game, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. That would have been an mm-hmm. interesting thing We've to cover. We've got fun and I'm, games. I'm sorry? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I like that to this day still credit to to John's Zoom he's the only one who gets canceled out by the noise cancellation <laughs> the rest of us we can hear just fine but John's it's like no we're going to be courteous and cut him off there's a metaphor in there somewhere <laughs> I'm sure so my next um section title is a little bit much but got to go fast got to eat ass Bullshit. That isn't true because anytime I think of Sonic, because that's it's who we're talking Sonic about. Sonic Eye. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Cursed. Our, this is cursed. That is cursed. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, haunted video games. So. And cursed. 2022. So we eat ass now. Mm. Get with the times. Um, our second creepypasta is Sonic.exe, which came out in 2012. Uh, the story starts with the main character uh, receiving a letter with a CD labeled Sonic EXE. Uh, the letter comes from a friend the narrator hasn't seen in a few weeks. In the letter, the narrator's friend pleads, Tom, I have found this amazing modded version of Sonic the Hedgehog at a garage sale, and you got to play it. It's why I haven't reached out in a couple weeks. I've been too engrossed with this game. They modded in all the newer Sonic characters, including Rogue, that sexiest fuck bat character. And if you beat the game with her, they actually include a sex scene with her in Sonic. I burned a copy onto this disc so you can play it too. Let me know when you finish, ha ha, so we can jam about it together. Jam? Is that did a lie? Write, yeah, did you write this letter? <laughs> yeah, I wrote the letter. <laughs> <laughs> You fuck. <laughs> also, we've yeah, talked okay. about this. You need to calm down. I, I know. I get so excited. How, You're that was way just... too turned on these days. How high were you when you wrote the letter? I wasn't. I was. That was three beer, sober. Michael. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you was. had to say jam because you can't jelly your way into her heart. Exactly. exactly. So the letter actually reads, Tom, I can't take it anymore. I had to get rid of this thing somehow before it was too late, and I was hoping you'd do it for me. I can't do it. 
He's after me. And if you don't destroy the CD, he'll come after you too. He's too fast for me. (laughs) Don't even play the game. It's what he wants. Just destroy it, please. Zoom, zoom. Make your heart go. Zoom, zoom, boom. Yeah. My supernova. Michael. Ruby Vroom. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Not one to be left out. Tom, in the story, immediately plays the game. Mm-hmm. Like an encyclopedia, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as he boots it up, he sees the completely normal title screen for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, except the entire screen flickers for a moment. The eponymous Sonic with his normally white eyes f- flicker to black eyes with reddish pupils crying tears of blood. As the black... Uh, as the background... <laughs> wow. Yeah. You were going to talk about Blackburn, I think, was what you were referring to. Exactly. Yes. As the background changes to represent a hellish landscape, with the water in the bottom half changing into a lake of blood. Uh, The icing on the cake is the copyright, which usually says Sega 1991 in the bottom right, changes (laughs) uh, during the flicker to say Sega 666. That's still... God damn it. It's true. It does say that in the in the creepypasta, the creepypasta. and in the fan made creepypasta games of Sonic.exe, yes. it does say Sega six six six. If Michael had changed it, would have been Sega six nine six nine six nine. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that still sounds less scary though than the original animation for the new Sonic movie. Yes, it is. It is. Actually, I though, I feel like that is their next gaming console that they're going to market. One of those throwback ones that has like 250 games on it will be the Sega Butt Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. No. Marketable as hell. The creepypasta story itself is unnecessarily long, as what occurs happens pretty quick. I believe uh, it. Tom sees a safe... Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, no, I said... I, yeah, I wrote everything right. Oh, Sorry. I said oh. it. Oh, oh yes. Sorry, I'm like, I can't see anything today. I'm, I'm I having can't an episode. fucking shit out of this thing. <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, I've spent all morning editing um, our video for shorts. I made... <laughs> I'm going to cut this out because I don't... Shorts. I made 39 YouTube shorts this morning and I uploaded them and I edited it and I, yeah. So I, yeah. Dear Lord. You, I'm not in a good You may place. have an obsessive personality, my friend. I hate to tell you. But you think? Possibly. <laughs> oh. I don't want to hastily diagnose you with any diseases. No. I'm just a humble armchair psychologist. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> If okay. there's anything I've learned from all those conversations I've had with strippers about their daddies, it's, uh, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. Tell you what. Then I can put my finger in it. On it. Now Around kiss. it. Through, Through it. it. <laughs> the, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. The creepy pasta story 39 itself. videos. 39. 39. In a row? Yes. Indeed. <laughs> the creepypasta so, story itself. I is edited un- this video 39 times. Different. Hey, videos. Shove it right to, up my ass. Try not to make any videos on your way out to the parking lot. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> 39 times. 
the you're creepy. keeping it in. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to let you edit no, it. No, it's fine. Tell the, tell the audience tell just the how story. creepy you are. Tell my story. <laughs> the creepy pasta story itself is unnecessarily long. Mm-hmm. As what occurs in this story actually happens fairly quick. They're just overly detailed, just like I am sometimes. Tom sees a save file with Sonic characters Tails, Knuckles, and Dr. Eggman as playable characters. Tom chooses Tails first, and the level that loads up is a flat, featureless side-scroller. He notices dead animals as he starts to move, which you would Don't we all? normally save during the game. In the game, you would save small animals, you would hop on the villains that try to hurt you, you'd release the animals, etc. It's supposed to be a nature game, etc. Instead, you see them scattered along the path, dismembered in horrifying ways. I won't repeat yeah. how they were described because it was described in grotesque detail. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Um, there was squirrels. No, that thank were hang- you. The amount that you pass by increases the further you go until you run into Sonic standing there, just minding his own business. As you approach Sonic, the screen turns to black, and the text, Do you want to play with me? appears on the screen. No. I live in your mouth. <laughs> Do you want to play with me? Check yes or check no. I live in your mouth. And just like Hatuful Boyfriend, it's yes, yes, yes. And yes. yes. <laughs> The game, also, yes. The game then cuts to Tails in a field with everything on fire behind him. Just getting absolutely railed from behind by Knuckles. That comes later. He comes later. As Tom moves Tails forward, as is custom for a side scroller, uh, Sonic appears from behind. Oh, sorry, I wrote from the. <laughs> John's got me thinking politics. Oh my I, God. I wrote Sonic appears from the left. I said behind. Naturally. Okay. Of course you did. Got, he got you. me excited. He's got me thinking politics. The last scroll on the left, yes. The s- oh, Sonic, you watch that movie, it's going to blow your mind. Sonic appears from the left and it chases tails. No matter how fast you run, Sonic a- keeps gaining and gaining until he catches you. Tail cries out before cutting to black and an ear-piercing scream. (laughs) I can't talk. (laughs) An ear-piercing. An ear-piercing scream. Do you have a piss fetish? Then might I recommend the Disinformed Podcast, where we talk (laughs) nothing but. I feel like all fluids have been given equal representation and time on this show. It's 2022. Well, we they stay would with the if times. legal let us talk about white, but not anymore. <laughs> that hasn't stopped you this whole episode. I was going to say, we're not exactly models of restraint here. I guess that's fair. <sighs> Ear-piercing <laughs> scream fear fills Tom's ears. Too How many slow. rings do they get? None. He lost Two, them all. No rings. It's completely well, gone. Why Why did they pierce the ear then? I mean, the hole's going to close up if you don't put something in it. They Where they're going, they don't need to worry about that. Where are they going, Michael? <laughs> Too slow, the screen says. Want to try again? I thought they were going to the Cold Stone Creamery. Again, that comes later. Tom is then taken back to the character select. Uh, screen and repeats that with <coughs> Knuckles and Dr. Eggman. Again, Why? jumps into it. 
That's the creepy pasta. I'm just reading what we got. I'm, That's in the every hypothetical, like every hypothetical that you pose on this show, it's someone who's just getting increasingly more imbecilic. I mean, that's pretty much par for the course for a lot of horror. I mean, like you yeah. look at slashers, mm. like that's. I mean, that's the genre of a lot of slashers. Is is that you have these teenagers that are either too horny to think straight, or they're just too stupid to think straight, and they're like, "Oh, this is a creepy haunted mansion that has been known for dismembering people that walk in. Yeah, this is a perfect place to fuck." I no. think my my aversion to this is is that we started the episode by saying that we are supposed to somehow identify with the character experiencing these things, and as of right now, I'm like the the lady that's disrupting the movie by screaming at the screen. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. So, I mean, that is a pretty like that's how I feel too. Reading these creepy pastas, being like, I would have turned the game off. You don't load the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Like. Something creepy is fucking happening. This shouldn't happen in the game. Done. It, it's glitched. I don't care. I, it, it's not even that I would be scared. I would be like, this game don't work right. Indeed. Gone. You know? And also, this is the foundation for Hellraiser 6 Hellworld, which you know you should all go and watch immediately. Mm-hmm. It's coming which out on uh, Netflix, right? Oh, it's no, I'm actually, this is actually a thing. Oh. What number? <laughs> yeah, this is, oh, um, I, I think it is either the fifth or, no, it's definitely the sixth or seventh Hellraiser film. Yeah, Lord. And it is where they convert the box into a video game. Then that is how you <laughs> unleash the Cenobites is by playing the Hellraiser video game. Huh. Hmm. Okay. They've done it all. That's true. I mean, Ali- they haven't had Hellraiser in space yet, have they? Yes, they have. That was uh, Hellraiser 4. <laughs> Fuck! Well, yeah, nope, you're right. They've done everything. Yeah, they, they even beat Jason into space, truth be told. Really? Well, I guess, uh-huh. like, Hellraiser Before 4, time. Jason X, that's... Yep. I, I feel I'll, that. I'm going to let you borrow all of these things. I have a feeling you, of anybody, Michael, would really appreciate just how cagely created these horrible scripts are. Oh, yeah. I would. He yeah. likes bad writing. He does. That's why I'm writing about creepypastas of haunted video games. I feel like Hellraiser 3 might be one of your favorite movies of all time. There is a DJ who starts throwing CDs at people as his means of dispatching them. And his <laughs> his mouth ejects the CDs that he throws. Because he's melded with the CD player. So, yeah. There's a cameraman who the lens of the camera has replaced his eye. So, it you know, focuses in and out. And his line is, Joey, are you ready for your close-up? And it zooms out. Yeah. It, he kills somebody with it. It oscillates out of his head and pokes through the person's head. Like, it's it's as bad as you could ever want. I'm telling you, there's everything you could ever hope for in a horror franchise it in those films. everything. I'm so excited. All right. I well, can't... I look forward to you watching them. I need to center myself now. I'm, I'm just getting too excited with that. Well, back to Sonic. Close-up. Okay. Tom is then taken back to the character select screen and repeats the whole ordeal with Knuckles and Dr. Eggman. When Dr. Eggman is presumed to be murdered, as is, you know, the other two. Goo-goo-goo-choo. Exactly. The text ready for round two appears on the screen, and Tom hears a laugh right behind him. He turns around, and the last thing he sees, according to the creepypasta, is a sonic plushie staring at him with bloodstains under its eyes. Is it actually a plushie? Yes. <laughs> Does it actually happen? 
Y- yes, that story? does happen yeah. in the creepypasta. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, it actually got removed from um, the creepypasta kind of fan website that like collates creepypastas because it was too cliched. <laughs> um, but that didn't stop sonic.exe from becoming very popular there have been a lot of fan uh works made in you know reference to or even sequels it's almost like the my mortal of creepypasta haunted video games where a lot of people have like taken stuff like there there was actually a game that came out recently i think it was like sonic.xz or xyu or something like that um where it was kind of like an adaptation that tried to make it creepy it didn't really succeed in it, but like even fucking 10 years later, they're still trying to take this sort of idea and work with it. There are plenty of other examples of these haunted video game creepypastas. Mm-hmm. There's one about a hyper-realistic Mario, um, one called Mario 128, where Bowser w- rips Mario apart in gruesome detail. I oh, thought yeah. it was just Mario with a different kind of mushroom. Oh, that too. That would have also... Actually, that probably would have been better than the creepypasta that I Come read here, about Toad. 128. Oh, no. no. Princess Toadstool for an entirely different oh, reason. Oh, no. Woof. Um, Super Smash Brothers, indeed. <laughs> not my ship, but I'll accept it. Um, there's one called NES Godzilla, which is similar to Sonic.exe. Um, for all you My Little Pony fans, there's Luna Game, or the N is Nay. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is that a lie? No, that is true. Uh, All right, kudos and credit community. for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it features a Zalgo version of Pinkie Pie. Zalgo is kind of like an Eldritch version where they're kind of like everything like leaking black fluid out of every orifice. It's supposed to be scary, etc. Oh, that's um, not normal. Oh, I, I need to see a no, <laughs> not for not for My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. It's, it's oh, okay, all but for sunshine. humans, that's perfectly acceptable. Oh, yeah, yeah to yeah, leak yeah. I mean, black I'm, fluids out of every orifice. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. So yeah, 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 exactly. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not covering those because it take too long, and I'm already on page five or over an hour from our recording. So uh-huh, uh-huh. instead, we'll just cover one more oldie called Pokemon Black. Well, thank you, Mr. Walken. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh. a quick note here, because there are several uh, Pokemon creepypastas. Uh, this isn't the Lavender Town Syndrome creepypasta. I'll most likely be covering that in a future episode about auditory hallucinations and in games. Indeed. Oh. Okay. I because like this lane for you, bud. I really do. There's a lot. Anyway... <laughs> Pokemon Black is a creepypasta about a bootleg Pokemon game. Uh, The narrator attained this uh, bootleg game from a yard sale, a reoccurring theme in this genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did he actually obtain it from a yard sale this time? Damn it. You got it. He did not. Uh, He got it from a flea market, which is somewhat different. (laughs) I mean, they're somewhat synonymous, but yeah, it's close. It's close enough. But yeah, it's supposed to. I think like one of the major tropes behind creepypasta or haunted game creepypastas is that you don't get it from an like an authorized source. You don't get it from like GameStop. You don't get it from video game store. You get it where place where places aren't like you know is copacetic with rules and shit. Gotcha. You know, like you sell, you buy. It, it has to be disreputable. Yes. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's one of the major uh, tropes behind this sort of 
subgenre. So yes. my friend Kenny's dad gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fell off a truck. Mm-hmm. Coming Fell right off for a us. truck when he was driving in because he had too many drinks. Um, this narrator, unlike the protagonist from Ben John, <laughs> uh, was actively. What was seeking- his name, by the way? I forget. Jadusable. Oh, you know, yes, thank you. The protagonist. Yes, I gotta put the lilt in it. Jadusable. <laughs> thank you for um, that, John. You know. Yeah, that guy. Uh, the narrator in this creepypasta was actually actively seeking bootleg copies of Pokemon games as opposed to the other ones where they either got it in the mail or they found what they thought was a normal copy at a yard sale. Mm-hmm. Um Aside from the start screen, which said Pokemon Black instead of Pokemon Red, uh, it feels like the actual game leading up to when you choose your starter Pokemon. So for the people that haven't played Pokemon, uh, when you, you start... You just the- say Shane, it's fine. And Courtney. I, I want to be inclusive. Oh, it, Courtney, it, yeah, I think you'll have fun inclusive. with it. There. Um, in typical Pokemon games, when you start the game, you have a professor, some know-it-all, tell you all about the world of Pokemon. Very brief, very quick. It's like, there's a bunch of Pokemon. You can catch them. It's cool. You fight them each other, etc. So it's like um, an episode of this show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he mansplains the whole thing, and then you have to go out there and do it by yourself. And then and even after he's s- done, you still don't understand what the fuck's going on. And then no. every NPC in every town says the same thing to make sure you get it. And they talk <laughs> about poop incessantly. There's actually a shit Pokemon, Golgotha. Get out of here. (laughs) You guys haven't actually... It sounds like you've played all the Pokemon games to know it. One would Um, say they are the shit. So (laughs) when you play the Pokemon game and you actually can interact with everything, you go to the professor's house and he gives you... And slaughter him in his sleep. Exactly. He gives you starter Pokemon. Um, So pretty much you have a choice between three different types of Pokemon. Uh, in the original one, you had Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. Um, it sounds like if you put those three things together, you need to see a doctor, and fast. If you Bulbasaur, and then you Charmander, you definitely need a Squirtle. <laughs> Damn near killed her. Anyway, that is the typical, that is how the original game goes. In this creepy pasta, there is a fourth choice. It is a ghost um type pokemon that is called ghost it actually has the sprite well <laughs> the reason why i say that is because in the original game you actually go to a graveyard and, and then whoopi goldberg pops up from behind you and all of a sudden the unchained melody begins oh my love nice my darling. nice yeah it's a, a good yes. reference I don't get Thank it, but you. that's a good reference. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Is that Ghost Dad? No, that would star Ted Danson or Bill Cosby, depending upon what iteration you're referring to, which is even more problematic What's... if Bill Cosby shows up behind you and that What's... song starts playing. What's... You should probably seek medical assistance. You what uncovered the rest of, hell? of this creepypasta. <laughs> what goddamn circle of hell have I found myself in? Well, you got to jiggle jump my pudding pop and zip it and zoop, you're out of here. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> you smell I mean, danger. <laughs> you smell. I smell danger. That's just the zippity chloroform. 
<laughs> no, no, Cosby, no. Okay, so just, just a tip of the teak gas leak. Owie, 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 owie. <laughs> That's what you. Never mind. Um. So, in the creepy pasta, there is a fourth choice that you can choose. It is a ghost by the name of Ghost, because in the later part of Pokemon, the original first gen you go to a cemetery called lavender tower and you actually fight ghosts it's the same sprite it's it, yes it's supposed to be haunting Woo. Woo. you choose ghost it has only one ability called curse come yes um no you're good um, no, curse no, come strike from the record keep um, going come Come, don't mind anyway. Um, so this is cursed. That is cursed. This is the haunted video game of haunted video game creepy pastas. Um, whenever you get into a Pokemon battle, if you were to choose Ghost as your starting Pokemon, um, the opposite Pokemon would never be able to attack because that's the whole idea behind Pokemon. You fight Pokemon with each other. Um, the other one wouldn't be able to attack. It would be too terrified to move. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that you would be able to do would be the move curse. If you were to use that move, the screen would cut to black. There would be a scream. So every Pokemon has a cry. I'm that, it ever- kind of, yes, actually. But, you know, 8-bit. So it would be like... But or also, real, like that. real quick, Michael, is it actually called curse? Yes. Isn't yes. that a move already in the game in general? I'm glad you asked. It was not a move in the first generation. It actually became a move in the second generation. This is based out of the first. Oh, yes. Shit. No, I mean, that's a good question. I wrote it in there, but I wasn't sure if I needed to include it while talking. No. But yes, yeah. It was included in later generations as a move, but in the original one, Curse wasn't a move. Yes, it was just Higgledy Piggledy was the original attack. It was, it's does this smell like chloroform to you? Um, zippity zoop. The old so, ragtime blues, as we like to call that. <laughs> anyway, if you were to use the curse ability, the screen would cut to black. You'd hear the Pokemon's identifying cry. Uh, you know, like Charmander, but it would be an 8-bit. So be like, this um, is what it sounds like when Charmander cries. <laughs> Um, but it would be a lot lower, and it would be very distorted. <laughs> exactly. And then the screen would come back, and the Pokemon would be gone. Mm. If you were fighting a trainer, you would see that they would have one less Pokemon to fight with, insinuating that the Pokemon died. So the new iteration of this for the modern audience would be Pokemon Go Fuck Yourself. Yes, yeah. You use Curse... The other Pokemon dies. The other guy doesn't have Pokemon. So if you were to say instead of fighting wild Pokemon and just slaughtering them indiscriminately, uh, if you were fighting <laughs> trainers and killing their Pokemon indiscriminately, uh, you would, uh, when you defeat the trainer in the normal game, uh, you knock out all their Pokemon. They would give you money because that's pretty much how this game works. You fight trainers, steal their money when they black out. Um, yes, John. In this version, if you win, do you cut off their fucking head? In a way, if <laughs> you get back to... Uh, so you get the money from beating the trainer. Like then it goes back into the Pokemon fighting like 
screen where you can choose fight, run away, etc. So you Please can either fight. run a- so you <laughs> can run away and nothing happens. The trainer's left by itself, himself, what their himself, whatever. Um <laughs> then or if you attacked, fought it the trainer and used curse, the trainer would disappear. So whenever you were in the overworld when you were in the main map walking around and you were to fight a trainer, it would go into the Pokemon battle screen, etc. But if you were to use curse on the trainer, it would he would be dis- he would disappear. If you were to come back later on through the game, you would see that there would be a tombstone there, insinuating that you killed the fucking trainer. So Weren't the three choices actually like fight, fuck, and flee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, in the Pokemon games I played, yes, yes. yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Pokemon. But that was that was later generations. So in this mm-hmm. original creepypasta, fuck wasn't an option, unfortunately. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes the, it was just this is F Mary Kill. Yes, exactly. Okay. So um the narrator in this creepypasta realizes that that's a broken move because you don't actually need to play the game when you can just kill Pokémon and their trainers, you know, willy-nilly. Yeah, but so, it's still fun. Uh, he goes through the whole game just indiscriminately cursing Pokémon and trainers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he beats the game. You defeat the Elite 4. Uh, which are the, pretty much the final bosses. They all have their Pokemons. You defeat your rival. You kill him as well in this uh, creepypasta. Um, then instead, uh, in the original game, it would tell you your team that you went through the Elite Four because the idea is when you start the Elite Four, that's like the final game. You can't save. So you just do the run through. You beat the game, etc. Then you would reload from before you defeat the Elite Four. But it would give you like a, a screen where it's like, congratulations, you beat the Elite Four with these Pokemon. Kind of so you can flaunt it to your friends. You know, that sort of thing. Um, in this version, after you defeat the Elite Four and you get your record and all that stuff, uh, the screen cuts to black and it says many years later. And then it cuts to a older man who you presume is yourself standing next to some gravestones. Pretty much ones that you presume that you have made. You make your way back to your original starting area to your house and once you get into your bedroom, your room that you start the game in, um, the screen cuts to all the Pokemon that you had cursed and killed throughout the game. And then it shows all the trainers that you cursed throughout the game. And at the very end, once you've gone through that whole exhaustive list, you now fight Ghost yourself as your old person. You don't have any Pokemon with you. You are just yourself. Just throwing um, fists. Pretty much, you're trying to throw you're trying to throw hands at this ghost, or or your colostomy bag. <laughs> that you have no Depending other how defense. Far you just, made it, yeah. You got yeah, a just poison rip type it attack. And... Exactly. As you would expect, there is nothing you can do. Any move that you try and do against the Pokemon doesn't have any effect. You just hurt even, yourself. Even the shit fit doesn't work. It, it's a ghost. It passes right through it. So as you're busy busy struggling yourself to death, because the only move you can use is a move called struggle, which happens when and someone it's is my life be, in general, yeah. Yeah. So in in Pokemon, you have certain moves. You have four moves that you can do. Each move has a PP counter. Not enough. Which PP is actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so once you use all of your PP. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad someone did that. Um, you can't. You don't have any moves to use. So your Pokemon will actually use the move Struggle, 
which does a lot of damage to itself, but it's still a, a move that you can use against other Pokemon. It's pretty much a last-ditch effort, you know, if you're out of all of their options. So in this creepypasta, you, as the older man, can only struggle against the ghost. So you do no damage to the ghost because it's a ghost type, and you do nothing, er, and you just, you're damaging yourself. The idea is that you are struggling against this ghost that isn't doing anything. You're throwing yourself at it. Okay, and not in a good way, throwing yourself. So eventually, when your health when your health gets low enough, the ghost, ghost, uses curse on you, and the screen turns black. And the creepypasta, I just want to because I've been summarizing it, um, once ghost uses curse on you, uh, you hear one final scream, which sounds a lot like the narrator's own scream, in the creepypasta, uh, and based on the last few paragraphs, of which it's just the word run on repeat, it's implied that the ghost, or ghost, um, possessed the narrator through that scream, ending the narrator just like all the Pokemon and trainers had uh, the narrator had killed in the game. And that's the end of that creepypasta. So. Okay. Yes. I feel like running out of PP and then struggling is just having sex with a man, actually. Yep. <laughs> you are not wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, Jonah. <laughs> I mean, there's not enough PP for that maneuver. There's, not, there's never enough PP for that maneuver. Okay. So, <laughs> based well off done, of. The, <laughs> based off of the last three creepy pastas. <laughs> We can get a general idea for the common tropes in this sub-genre. Can we? Yes, I would say that we can. This is called going to a yard sale with your uncle. See if you survive. I mean, that was the first point that I wanted to make. Um, Initially, I wanted us to have a kind of conversation between like these tropes and stuff. But I feel it makes more sense to me just summarize. Um. So we have the location. Like I said before, these haunted mm-hmm. games come from, air quotes, sketchy places, mm-hmm. uh, not trusted establishments. It gives that feeling that you don't know what you're buying, giving it a, mo- a more off-putting vibe. Caveat emptor. Yes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> don't agree to things you don't understand, Michael. That's a bad choice. It was... That's it Latin, habitual. darling. Mr. That Ringo is an educated man. <laughs> um, the haunted aspect doesn't necessarily mean a spirit per se. Uh, it could just mean the game is cursed in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be a ghost haunting the video game in order to do that. Um, these video games are all these haunted video games are all based off of older intellectual properties with plenty of nostalgia behind them. We covered um, Majora's Mask, we covered Sonic the Hedgehog, and we covered Pokemon Red, all of which came out in the 90s, 90s kids, etc. Hashtag. Um, so that digging into that nostalgia also kind of heightens the level of like creepiness factor. When you're playing kind of like a wholesome kids game where it's like, yeah, these Pokemon are beating the shit out of each other, but at the end of the day, they just black out and you heal them later on at a, you know, med store or hospital you know in this creepypasta they fucking die so it, that kind of heightens that like dissonance that you get like well in the kids game that i played as a kid everything was hunky dory but now these guys are dying 
So the perversion of nostalgia, somewhat akin to like, you know, when you have a Transformer pee on another character in the middle of the movie. Isn't that what the sequel Bumblebee was all about anyway? No, that goes back. I think that was in the first one. It was in the, yeah, it's in the first one. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's a real thing. It was the bumbling dude. Yeah, yeah. It was the bumbling dude from the Area 51-esque thing that Uh like studied them. Yeah. Okay. And he just yep. gets so they on. just start, yeah, uh, unleashing their fluids on him. And this Optimus Prime okay. tells him, stop releasing your fluids on him. This has been the most PP releasing episode we've ever had. I mean, yeah. you can't hold it in. That's that's how you get certain cancers. Mm-hmm. True. And also remember that you push really, really hard when you do pee. That's I mean, the only way. If you can, work a finger up inside so you can gently massage the prostate just for full release. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure you work everything out at once. Big PP energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, speaking of warped, because warping the nostalgia, uh, characters can die in gruesome ways. Uh, what was supposed to be f- fun and lighthearted gets twisted into something horrifying. Um, and then the narrator himself gets the axe at the end of the creepypasta. So, yeah. And that is my kind of deep dive kind of into the the haunted video game subgenre of creepypastas. Right on. How many lives do we get? um, I think three. You had two of the lies. You missed the other two. Mm. You guys got anything? Nope. I think I was, I, I was, I was, I was swinging for the, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I swung at the things that sounded reasonable. Yeah. So, so the first lie, I mentioned a bunch of video games. Crash. I, I'm gesturing with my hands. Oh, Always no. gesture. I mentioned Crash Bandicoot, Spiral, Final Fantasy VII, the first two Tekken games, and Metal Gear Solid. I I knew you just randomly running a list of video games was going to end poorly. All of those are PlayStation exclusives. Not one, all of them. I wanted to kind of turn the list lie on its head and just have the whole list be a lie. Quick question. Yes. John, would would that be a nerd alert? Nerd alert. (laughs) Nerd. So, no pussy. Y- yeah, they're <laughs> they're all PlayStation exclusives. So. Oh, congratulations, Captain! Yeah, I'm glad <gasps> you know that. I'm sure that's gotten you a lot of very interesting attention from women by knowing that those are all PlayStation exclusives. Michael, what's a pussy? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Maybe you can go and have uh, a little commiseration with Jerusabella or, or whoever the hell that <laughs> character was. Judas okay. a bully. Um, of, of of where? Uh, anyway, yeah. the, Ju- the second- Juju Bean Jelly. Yes. Ju- oh, I like that better. Um, the second uh, one was the letter that you mentioned. Mm. Um, that being completely wrong. Um, you caught the third lie, which was the yard sale, because that isn't necessarily a recurring theme. It's more broad than that. Uh, and then the last one, it was actually the ending for the, excuse me, creepypasta uh, for Pokemon Black. Um, I mentioned that the narrator heard a, a final scream, and then just the rest of the creepypasta was the word run. That isn't true. Um so ghost uses curse on the sprite on your old man person uh and the screen turns black 
Um, nothing happens. You actually had to turn the game on and off, or off and on, uh, right, in right. order to see that the only thing that happened was the whole save file was deleted. So the idea was that your sprite, your character, was completely deleted from existence, just like all the other Pokemon and trainers were that used Cursed on. Uh, the narrator tries it with, uh, replays the game multiple times, trying to not choose Ghost, not use Ghost in battle, etc., and it comes out to the same thing regardless. So hmm. that is actually the anticlimactic end to this creepy pasta. I liked my end better. Because it actually kind of gave it an actual ending instead of saying, like, well, that's weird. I'm yeah. going to keep playing that yeah, again like, to see what happened. I like your ending more also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bray Wyatt of it all. Very intriguing. Yeah. So that is my deep dive. Yeah. Going to start referring to you as Chef Boy RD from this point forward with all of the poor pasta you're preparing these days. <laughs> you are yeah. one terrifying ravioli. Indeed. You never know what's inside. One saucy can of goodness. <laughs> well, uh, thank you as always, Michael. A delightful time, and I look forward to watching our numbers skyrocket as I am proved <laughs> wrong yet again for something that uh, I assume is, is just going to be terrible. And then 100 downloads later, we're smashing our way <laughs> through that glass ceiling. Smashing that like button. Well, that we, hill. we all know there's only one fan that matters, and that's super fan Michael, because True. he sends me mail, so we're best friends now. Indeed. That was a <laughs> that was a very uh cash awesome. money thing to do. Yeah. Ooh, agreed. I mean, he sent me a possum the day before my birthday. Like it can't get better than that. He could have sent you a literal possum. Well, not just I a possum. I don't feel like I am prepared to care for an actual possum, so I feel like this was the right choice. Okay, okay. But it Fair wasn't enough. not just that I wouldn't possum, try. <laughs> he, he sent you a cross stitch thing too, right? What? Didn't he just? I think the... Michael has created another one of those alternate reality <laughs> horror games where you know you get sent oh. terrible things by our fan base. Michael, you no, ignorant I, slut! I, thought... I sent him a cross stitch. Oh, I don't pay attention to things. Hi, oh God, I'm your friend. I I'm Michael, uh, and and this is me offing myself. Have a nice day. Uh, press uh, press F for respect. Uh. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Uh. As always, a delightful time, and we so appreciate you all joining us for another strange incursion into the unknown. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> of course, if you're enjoying the show, there are myriad ways for you to show us, not limited to sending you know goods and services our way. We, we don't require that by any stretch. But we're always thrilled <laughs> to get it. So bless you, Michael, for being so marvelous and being the true, you know, ode to your namesake, as opposed to yeah. somebody else that we're familiar with. But uh, <clears throat> we don't talk about that, Michael. Yes, we don't talk about disco. But uh, you can also, of course, give us a little love for the show. You can like, subscribe, rate, and review because we would, in fact, love to hear from you. You can find in the show notes below a link tree to all of our relevant socials. And, of course, be sure when you subscribe here, we've got new shows winging your way every marvelous Monday on your preferred podcast provider platform. And it is a delightful time. They are always this engaging.
Guaranteed. <laughs> and it won't just cut to black at the end of the show. It'd I be promise. hilarious if you did just end the episode right there with no outro. Just, yep. Need <laughs> <laughs> to black. Release the Shane cut. Yeah, if we do that, it's going to have a lot more zippity-zoop. So... I think that is going to officially cut to black for this particular episode, and uh, the black blur wills it to be so, and thus it is. So I believe that is going to give us the the old boot for this week, and so thank you all for being here as per usual, and hey, hope something wonderful happens to you today. So for the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zippity-zoop, we're out of here! Biggie and black!